0: Welcome back to Radical Ones. I'm your host, Xander Schultz. And this week, we're trying something different, and it might be a permanent change, depending on how it goes. But look, my personal mission is to help other people step up and drive systemic change. I've tried to do this on this podcast by highlighting leaders and uh, important issues. But increasingly, I'm understanding the importance of timeliness That there's these moments where people really want to respond to a certain issue. There's this gut feeling that they need to do something. And I feel like I've been my most effective when I've helped provide a solution to that problem. And so in the spirit of that, we're going to start bringing on guests that are central to a a hot issue. Sounds kind of like gross, but a, a, a marquee issue of the moment. Examples in this particular moment being the Texas abortion law, the fallout of the Taliban's conquest of Afghanistan, etc. cetera. These are requests I'm fielding in my personal life all the time with the different donor networks that I've been lucky enough to build. And I really want to start democratizing that information and democratizing the access to some of these more grassroots solutions to our problems as they unfold, These rapid response episodes will be shorter. They'll be punchier. We'll get a quick overview of the organization and leader that we're talking to, their lens on the current crisis as it's unfolding, and then information on what they're up to, if you provide them with resources, what they're going to do with those resources, and how they're going to step up to the plate in this moment. Uh, And then get them to sign off with a little bit of info on where you can contact them and get involved. And I, I hope a lot of you do. I hope this starts becoming a really unique platform where other media is oftentimes focus on maybe the origins of a problem or, or the current status of a problem. I hope we start to occupy a unique lane where we're helping people understand how to step up and be part of the solution as a problem unfolds. So this first episode is going to be covering the fallout in Afghanistan and in an amazing organization called Choose Love that's been resourcing on the ground efforts to help refugees for years now. Uh, so I would love to hear your feedback on the episode, the shift in, uh, the type of content we're doing and I hope you enjoy, let's get into it. Josie Naughton, Executive Director of Help Refugees. Uh, Thank you so much for jumping on here with me. I really appreciate it.
1: One thing, we are called Choose Love now. Oh, we fully shifted. Fully shifted. We're fully Choose Love. I love love. that name. Hell yeah. Oh, (laughs) good. Right on.
0: All right. Josie Naughton, Executive Director of Choose Love. What a beautiful name. Uh, Thank you for joining me.
1: It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Josie, how do you describe the problem your organization is solving?
1: Wow, that's a big question. you know, the, the vision of the organisation is to work towards a world that chooses love and justice every day for everyone. So that's, that's pretty broad. Um, there's a lot to do in order to create that world. Um, but we work specifically to support communities and individuals who are forcibly displaced. Um, and we do that by funding grassroots organisations who are filling the gaps left by governments and INGOs as well is the organizations who are really doing the work. We try to prioritize organizations led by those with lived experience wherever we can. And unfortunately, you know, forced migration is only on the increase and the world is becoming a much more hostile place. So there is, there is a lot of work to be done. And we're, we're both focused on the emergency response. And that could be search and rescue in the sea that could be search and rescue responding to when bombs have been dropped in Syria that could be um, you know distribution of tents of food the very most basics but then it's also thinking about how do we change these systems that are creating these problems in the first place and where can we be funding advocacy work and where can we be funding systems change work and we try and support individuals along the whole journey so right from when people are Forcibly displaced to, to, you know, we want everyone to be living in a country with the same rights and as everybody else, and access to education and to have a career and to the, to realize all of their potential.
0: Beautiful, Afghanistan, you know, is on everyone's radar right now. Can you describe what's currently happening in Afghanistan as it relates to your work?
1: So, gosh, I mean, what a what a crazy time that we live in. So. Obviously, the the US and the UK have withdrawn from Afghanistan and something happened that everyone didn't foresee happening is that the the Taliban would, would take over and the system that everyone thought had been set up, it failed. And we have seen this desperate, desperate evacuation that took place. And it was an evacuation that was nowhere near adequate enough to get the number of people who are in grave, grave danger and at risk to um, get out of the country. And the evacuations are now over. And we're in a in a place where, I mean, already for us in a lot of the camps that we work in throughout Europe, you know, it's 75% of the population are Afghan. So we as an organisation, we didn't work in Afghanistan, but we work with amazing Afghan leaders and with Afghan communities. And so we were plugged into, into that network. And so... Right. For us in this moment, we worked, you know, we're a UK-based organization. And so we worked with our Afghan Afghan colleagues to kind of get an advocacy ask up online. We um we got we asked people to write to their members of parliament, their which would be like your elected representative um, in the US. Right. Um and it's, you know, we had a response, you know, asking for the government to to keep evacuations open and to to get all the people out that need need to be got out and do that in a safe way. Um, and we had sixty thousand people write to their write to their MPs, which was amazing. and then we also set up a crowdfunder because we just we know in a moment like this that there there is going to be so much both humanitarian need and longer term needs. so we've kind of been we've got some grants out already um supporting a kind of coordination effort of um, evacuations of the humanitarian response and then we've been, really doing a mapping of where people who have crossed into surrounding countries are, what is the support um, that's available to them? What NGOs are still working inside the country? What does that look like? How do you get funding to them inside Afghanistan? And yeah, we've started to get together a list of amazing, amazing organizations. Again, always Afghan led where possible. And we're being guided by our Afghan colleagues in in doing this process. But there's going to be a, a lot of need there really really yeah. is it's a, ter- it's, a ter- it's a terrifying situation
0: yeah so saying it back back to you there's advocacy work being done to get the powers that be to keep uh, evacuation routes open
1: yeah although now they're they're the evacuations are, are over I think that you know later on there might be might be other forms sure. of evacuation that are, that are happening. But yeah, exactly. Has
0: the advocacy ask uh, shifted then in, in, in terms of what we are asking for from these leaders now at this point?
1: Yeah, I think now what we are asking for is to make sure that the leaders don't discount the humanitarian situation and the humanitarian needs. And you can you can see conversations being had about sanctions um, and that those sanctions would include humanitarian aid. And you know, Mm. it isn't the Taliban who'll, who'll, who'll lose out from that. It's the civilian population. So, so that is a really important ask. I mean, you know, we, there need to be more evacuations. Absolutely. And then I think, I think no one really knows what, what what we're going to see happen over the next, next few weeks and what the situation in Afghanistan is going to look like. So I think that the advocacy asks are going to continue. It's going to change. And I think always, always it's, it's asking our leaders to listen to the Afghan people when they're making their decisions and their foreign policy relating to Afghanistan.
0: Right. So, so a lot of it, a lot of your work over the coming weeks and months is about just keeping those advocacy um, lines open and, and ensuring that these leaders hear from the right folks.
1: Absolutely. And, and amplifying the organizations and the Afghan leaders who are um, saying what what is happening and what need, needs to be happening because we're also a communications organisation, and then the humanitarian response. So we're we're already funding organisations who are working with those who have been flown out in the UK, in the US, um, in France. We've been looking at where where people have gone in other countries as well. Family reunions. So those who have have left either by plane or on foot that have family in other countries. That you know there are legal fees that will be needed. There's going to be a huge medical need inside Afghanistan. There's going to be, yeah, I mean, the, need, the needs are kind of are kind of endless. And then, of course, the camps that are going to be forming in the, in the neighboring countries, there's going to be, be a huge need there as well. 100%.
0: That's why I love your model so much, right, is I think you you all act as a really strong, almost marketing mechanism to the donor class in the West and then do a great job redistributing those funds to all these grassroots organizations throughout in country displacement throughout that refugee uh route wherever they may end up all the way through some of this asylum and family reunification stuff that's so positive and uplifting
1: exactly we we, we try and fund in a, a holistic way and 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 that all aspects of the journey and we are we've, we've we're in this unique position very lucky position now where we have Big community of people who follow us on social media and who have got to know us over the years and trust us and trust our model and that Afghanistan moment was an example of that I think we've raised you know over over half a million pounds already um, from from that appeal um, last year when the fire happened in Moria on Lesbos, again, the public just responded in such such an incredible way. I think we raised over £300,000 in a week. So we, you know, we, we're now in this privileged position and we have to make sure that we do the best possible that we can with it.
0: Great. I think a lot of folks uh, want to know also, other than donating to Choose Love, um, other than money, is there other ways that folks can support?
1: Oh my gosh, absolutely. I think, I mean, I think first of all, people just educating themselves up up on what's going on in the world is so important and taking the time to read about what's happening in Afghanistan what's happening in Syria what's happening in Yemen and then talking to their friends and family about that and and encouraging them to do the same and then of course you know taking those advocacy actions you know we particularly in the UK give people templates so they can write to their MPs petitions to sign there are organizations in the US organizations worldwide who who are doing that so I think you know become an active citizen is is really important and you know I often think signing a petition or or writing to your elected representative is a really great first step volunteering in your local community there's refugee welcome organizations that will be working um and if if it doesn't necessarily have to be refugees that you're supporting obviously that's the cause that I is closest to, to my heart but I think just being an active citizen is is the most mm. important thing. And then if you are able to donate, you know, that is that is how the organizations that are doing this vital work keep going. And indeed, I think particularly with the kind of the organizations who are led by those with lived experience, you know, we we, we have a responsibility, I think, to be like unseating our wealth and, and redistributing that to where, to where it should be.
0: Yeah, 100%. That was really beautiful. Well, the floor is yours for any final thoughts that you want to share.
1: Gosh, thank you so much. I just really encourage people. This is a hard time in the world right now. And I know that, you know, in in all of our own homes and lives and families, there's hard things going on and COVID has made everything a lot, a lot harder. But, you know, what what is happening in the world in terms of forced displacement is it's getting worse. The needs are greater than ever and it's not in the you know the issues have moments in the media. I feel like something is in the media for for one week and everyone cares about it and everyone posts on Instagram, and then they're onto onto the next thing. But that that situation, those causes, those people are still there. So to to like you know get invested in things and follow up with things and do do what you can. Not everyone can. Not everyone can up sticks and go and volunteer in another country, but everyone can do something. Yep. And so I really implore people to, to do that and actively choose love.
0: As we close this out one more time, the name of, name of your organization, which you already worked into the
1: closing <laughs> right
0: there, and where people can go to support your work.
1: So we are called Choose Love. Um, and if you follow us on socials at Choose Love, you can find out all the information about um Uh, yeah how you can get involved and what's going on and then we also have a shop website which is www.choose.love and you can go on there and you can buy a tent for someone, or a child's coat, or a pair of shoes, or a meal, or support—you know, the rent for a family—and um and you do it, it's like proper online shopping, and you buy the item, but you don't get anything sent to you. And instead, we use those funds to deliver those items or support the services for people who really need it.
0: So beautiful. I love that. I love that that idea and and how effective you've all been at at putting that into the world. Well, oh, Josie Josie not thank you so much for joining us.
1: No, thank you for having. Me. Me.
0: thank you for listening to radical ones if you're looking for more content like this you can head over and be a supporter on our patreon patreon.com radicalones radical ones you can also follow us on social at radical ones podcast we're on twitter and instagram i hope this finds you happy healthy and safe take care